Hello and welcome to the SJ Chronicles. Today is Thursday the 31st of August 2017. I hope you're doing really well. My day's gotten off to a pretty good start so far. Actually, I just um, shared uh, on social media a video that I came across on Instagram. Um, a video that was recorded in a veterinary practice where they are removing a bone from the intestine of a cat. It's pretty spectacular in terms of how big the bone is. And... Um, you know, you you often find yourself amazed with these sorts of cases. Um, I've seen so many intestinal and gastrointestinal, which means in the stomach, um, foreign bodies over the years. And, you know, you wonder sometimes how they haven't perforated and ruptured right through and caused some sort of uh, tragic um, outcome. That's pretty spectacular. And um, this bone is pretty sizable. If you don't follow me on other social media, then, you know, by all means, please do. Um, depending where you look, you might be looking for veterinary ECC small talk on uh, Facebook and Instagram, vet EMCC on Twitter, um, obviously on LinkedIn and so on as well. <clears throat> anyway, so that was, uh, that was pretty spectacular. Um, one of the big jobs I have for today is to complete a form for a bank. <laughs> Um, I've mentioned in previous episodes that aside from the Ralph, we're also working on another project that is related um, and of course also needs some <laughs> some funding. Um, so it's funny because, you know, those of us involved in this other project all have to complete a form from the bank, basically declaring our personal financial circumstances at, <laughs> at this point in time. And uh, as I mentioned before, you, you can imagine mine's going to look pretty bleak. Um, but, but part of the reason for raising it really was, you know, it sort of takes me right onto a kind of more deeper level where <clears throat> if you define yourself and you define your worth um, and indeed you define your potential around materialism and in particular money, then sure, you know, something like me completing this form, you'd think, oh, this person's hopeless and and so forth. But, um, <clears throat> you know, we don't, right? We define yourself in so many other ways um, that... I don't look at this form and fill it out and think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a failure. <laughs> I haven't achieved anything, any of this kind of stuff. I'm like, this is what it is. This is an objective documentation at this point in time. This will be an evolving process. And yes, for sure, it'll look infinitely better in the years ahead. But actually, that's not really the point, you know. Um, we tend to have this lens on life, really, which is you just need what you need to be able to live relatively comfortably. Um when you look around the world and you see the different conditions in which people live in, most of us, you know, live in an affluent state that we don't openly acknowledge. Now, don't get me wrong, I totally understand that even in, um, what should we call it, the developed world, whatever that means, um, there are people that live in, you know, real abject poverty. And so I'm not generalizing for them. I'm talking about people like me and my ilk, um, you know, we don't, we're not poor. <laughs> we might be poor in terms of how it's defined objectively in, in our society, but in reality, you know, we are not. Um, and really, I think you just need to have enough to live relatively comfortably. And everything above and beyond that needs to be deployed for good and to provide value and so on. So, you know, um, the reality is, although my current object, my financial situation objectively is poor, I still live a pretty comfortable existence and, you know, that has been the case throughout. Um, still eat relatively well and 
feed the cat and you know um lucky yucky hello she's sitting next to my feet actually i should stop calling you the cat shouldn't i <laughs> um you know and pay the bills and, and all that kind of stuff so you know these things are, are all massively uh relative but um anyway i'll catch you again later um this evening i'm off to do some teaching uh in a local practice i'm going to go and talk to them about perfusion and uh, in particular particular type of drug or drugs that are used to try and help with that um, it's not really a, it's not a presentation so much as an informal chat which I always prefer a kind of interactive se interactive session so um, I'll no doubt update you if not before then when I get back from that this evening so enjoy the rest of your day and I'll catch you later <laughs> Eleven twenty PM another day gone in the blink of an eye. <laughs> I always think though that if you get to the end of the day and you feel like you've given it your best shot, worked hard, um got stuff done, hopefully worked smart and efficient as well, then you know that's um a, a good feeling to be going to bed on. Um Lots of people have different strategies for how they try and, you know, allocate a day's worth of work. Um, obviously, if you work in clinical practice, you're seeing cases, etc. It's a sort of different conversation. But um, doing the kind of thing I'm doing at the moment, where you basically have a task list, a to-do list to to get through every day. You know, people do it in different ways. Some people say, you know, just have one task that you need to accomplish that day. Then have a bunch of others that if you get to them, that's great. Others say, you know, try and have three tasks a day. Obviously, tasks vary in terms of their um, size and how long they take. Um, some people like to break tasks down into micro-tasks, etc., etc. There's lots of different strategies that people recommend for time hacking and time management and so on. But when all that's said and done, if you feel like you've done a good day's work before you go to sleep, then I think that's, you know, that's pretty much all we can ask for. Um, I mentioned earlier in the day that I was going to a practice this evening to do some CPD. Um, it was good. Um, I've done quite a few of these sort of sessions inside practices, um, typically in the evenings. Not as much as I used to nowadays because obviously I'm quite busy, but um, especially where the practices are local, I'm, I'm always happy to try and accommodate. As a result of doing it in practice, you know, you're not talking about big audiences, maybe... 8, 10, 12, 15 people, that kind of number, and tonight was the same really, so a relatively small group um, sat around a big sort of conference-style table, essentially having a discussion, um, and I think that sort of, you know, small group discussion with interaction and engagement is always the best way really, and you can hear about the real-life experiences that they encounter, you know, take sort of, have it very informal and take questions and conversation goes all, goes all over the place but hopefully in the end you kind of leave them uh, more informed than when you began um, and plant some seeds. One of my mantras is always trying to get people to kind of keep things simple, understand things at a level that they need to to do their clinical work um, and also to be very candid about you know the whole conversation around evidence base, what's known, what's not really known, <laughs> what we think we know that's probably not true, etc. Um, so I tend to have some very open and candid and frank conversations with people 
Um, and, you know, I think I, I find if you approach that in the right way, um, then invariably it ends up being a productive and good session. And I think tonight was the same. The audience was a mix of vets and vet nurses. And, um, you know, I always hear this. I always hear a nurse somewhere saying, I'm just a nurse. Um, and, you know, it's very sad in a way. And sometimes I guess it could be tongue in cheek, but um, there's this whole conversation in the profession about, um, you know, the role of nurses and everything from the disempowerment of nurses, um, some nurses feeling like they, they're sort of used as overqualified cleaners, um, other nurses feeling like, you know, their role is much more about being qualified and educated than it is about hands-on basic patient care. There's like a whole spectrum of conversations that I could get into here, but you don't really have the time. But what I will say is that um, I have no interest in this. I'm just a nurse type of philosophy. Um, at the Ralph, you know, we're going to have as flattened a structure as one can have where everyone will be an individual. And, and yes, sure, everyone will have a role with a label attached to it, but that's about as far as it will go in terms of having that sort of segregation and separation. And, um, you know, we, we intend to have a very open, communicative, transparent, flattened, equal uh, culture um, where everyone recognises and appreciates the um, opinion, views, experience, expertise and so on of everyone else. That's the dream and that's what we're going to achieve. Until tomorrow, um, take chances, be compassionate, live in a beautiful state. Cheers, bye.